Hello everyone, welcome back to the first episode of 2023 Bronx Nation podcast. Um, CJ obviously joined by, as always, Dylan. Um, and what an off-season we've had, bro. Yeah, like, it's full of drama, isn't it? Fuck. Full of dramas, full of signings, full of this, that, the other. It's a bit of, it's a bit of bullshit, a bit of this, that, the other. But we'll go with the first most recent news. Yeah. And that's Flegler and Farnworth fucking off to the Dolphins as of 2024. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Oh, it's sad to see them go, especially Herbie. Yeah. You know, he's, <laughs> he's young and he's... thing is, he's a, he's a pommy, so he's going to be available all year for us. But it's a big... Good pickup for the Dolphins. Sad yeah. for us. A good pickup for the Dolphins. But I was looking in some Dolphins groups and stuff, and I was saying, look, the amount of times we've had Dolphins juniors, as in Redcliffe Dolphins juniors, over the years at the Broncos, may as well give them one or two back. But in saying that, mm. when when it was announced that Farnworth had signed, it was they were letting the rumour, and I'm saying that very lightly, the rumour was they'd signed Farnworth and the Broncos let him go to free up cap space to re-sign Flegler. Well, that turned out to be bullshit, didn't it? Yep, certainly did. It's it's fucked, um, but you know, no. Oh, we still got him this year, so that's exactly hopefully they can rip in. That's exactly. It. We've still got him this year. It's yeah, it's early days. It's still like early crow sort of shit, but yeah, they'll definitely be missed. Um, but yeah, so round one, Broncos take on Penrith, coming up this this weekend now because it's now Monday on the date of recording. Um, yep. Team list Tuesday for the first for the first NRL. Team list for this season is tomorrow. I'm fucking keen to see that. Um, yeah, and Cobo was training at fullback today, and um, Arthur's was at winger. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think they'll start in those positions? Um, oh, I think they will. I'm not too sure what's happening with Walsh, whether he's injured. His eyes probably still not good, but mm. um, yeah, I think I think Cobo at fullback will be. Will pr- be pretty good. Like it'll be, it'll be good to see the um, clash that Luai and Cobo have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cobo said yesterday that he's a grub. Well, he didn't <laughs> say it yesterday. He said it in that podcast. Yeah, when he, that's right. When he spoke shit about Kevin. Yeah. But Kevin is set to resign until at least the end of 2025. Incumbent. That's like, that's not been confirmed yet. But there are there are some serious like leads to that. I think it's good. I don't know how you feel about it. What are your thoughts on Kevy? Oh, look, if, you, if you're going to get rid of Kevy, then who are you going to put in there? So I think Kevy's the man for the job at the moment. Mm. We've just got to give him time, see how it goes. And yeah, th- this year, we've got a really good side. We've got a side to at least make the finals. Yeah. Maybe p- potentially top four. So yeah, that's time true. Time will tell. Absolutely. Um, and who are you predicting to have a standout year for the Broncos? Well, I said in our earlier podcast, it'd be Kobe Hetherington. Well, but he's now out. he's out. So, oh, look. I reckon Pakes. He, he had a standout year last year. I'm just going to go Corey Oates again. I think he'll have another big year. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully make Origin again. Yeah, well, hopefully not good. for us, but hopefully for his sake. He'll, yeah. You know. Yeah, no, that'd be good. I hope he does. I think Corey Oates is in for another big year. Well, fingers crossed he can keep that form because that was... Uh, he turned back the clock to 2015 last year. Sort of yeah. form. It was good to fucking see. Um, um, obviously, Broncos travel up to Darwin as usual over the last few years in round nine to play the Eels. So you going to the game? Oh, I'd love to. I'll work it out in the next couple of months. I went <laughs> to the last one, last occasion they had in Darwin, but um, yeah, it was good up there. It's it's, it's hot. Yeah, I can tell you that because I was in the in the stands and it was it was humid as hell. And okay. 
and that was just me being a spectator. So the players for the players, it's yeah, it's an experience for them. But would it yeah. be different to playing in Townsville? Do you reckon? Yeah, it's as it yeah, weather-wise, hundred yeah. percent. It's the humid in Darwin compared to Townsville was is nothing. Different? Oh, it's okay. different. It's different. It's like you take it's it's, walk, it's like walking into a sauna. Oh shit! Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I remember when I got off the plane to Cairns one time. I literally stepped off the plane and started sweating. Yeah, it was well, just that's that fucking humid. Well, when you get off the plane in Darwin, it, it's two a.m. and it, it's it, you're still sweating. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's bullshit. Um, well, hopefully the Broncos can get the win in that round, but obviously we'll. It'll be tough. And we t- also take our first ever game up to Sunshine Coast Stadium, and it's against Souths, Adam Reynolds' former club. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's a great little stadium, Sunshine Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, played there in the trials. They packed it out. So I can't wait to see him play. Hopefully get the win. Yeah, and we've also got a few home games at the Gabba at the back yeah. end of the year because of the FIFA Women's World Cup in Australia. Um, I'll be going to those games because I've got myself a membership for this year. Um, what are your thoughts on using the Gabba as a home ground? I've always loved the Gabba. It's a great venue. Will it be a good venue for Rugby League, though, or will it be like the uh, SCG for the Roosters and be bullshit from the stands? Look, the way the Gabba's like set up, you sort of high. It's a bit like Suncorp, but you're sort of a bit away from it. But okay. I think I think it's going to be a great venue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We no. play the Roosters there and someone else. Sharks, I think. Yeah. Dolphins, I think. Yeah. Yeah, one of the two. We, we, yeah. we play two or three games there towards the end of the season. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be fun to go to. Yeah, though. definitely. You know, NRL at the Gabba. Who would have thought you'd hear that in the same sentence? Yeah, I <laughs> oh, know. And speaking of stadiums, before we get into our ladder predictions and, and all that sort of stuff, you had a question just before we started recording this episode, and we'll put it to you guys, the listeners, the viewers. What is, obviously Broncos fans, what is the best stadium you've been to that's not Suncorp? For me, it's Bankwest. The backs of the seats are, are high up, so it's good for my back. Um, atmosphere, on a, if you get a Friday night or a, su- or a Saturday game, at Bank West and it's Parramatta against a rival. Holy shit, it is so close to the Broncos home games at Suncorp. It's it's electric. Oh, you could say it's electric. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would definitely go atmosphere to the Broncos, but Bank West, uh, because comfort in the seats. Well, that's the steepest stadium in the world, I read. Or at least in Australia. Or at least in Australia. Uh, for me, w- it'd probably be... I definitely be can say that as bullshit. When you stand up, you feel like you're going to fall over. It's pretty funny that you say Bank West because the favourite stadium, apart from Suncorp, would be the old Parramatta Stadium. I went to the atmosphere yeah. there. I went, I went to watch the Parramatta game, <laughs> the Sad Day Avo, and the, it was just, the atmosphere was awesome. Mm. The ground's awesome. It just gives you that old local footy feel, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's fair. Um, and speaking of old Atmos footy and, su- and Saturday Avo, Sunday Avo games... We will have a game at Suncorp every week, even if the Broncos aren't playing, because the Dolphins are in this season, and the Broncos are playing down at Penrith, which means the Dolphins are playing for the Arthur Beetson Trophy against the Roosters, Sunday, 4.05pm. Uh, honestly, get your tickets, because I'm going to the game. I, even though I'm a Broncos fan, definitely got to go support the little brother, and got to go check him out, and make sure, see if they're, if they're pretenders or contenders. Are you going to be going to the game? On Sunday? Yeah, it's 4 or 5 no. p.m. It's a good Sunday over time. Oh, we've still got, um, what is it, Monday? still got about six days to decide that. Yeah. I'd love to go. Yeah, fair. Well, I'll try and get your ticket if I can. Um, but it'll be a good game because... There's not really many Sunday Arvo games at Suncorp over the last... And it's early Sunday Arvo. It's 2pm, exactly. is it? It's the 4.05pm. 4.05pm. Because then there's yeah. the 6.15pm game at Leichhardt. 
That's yeah, yeah. So, but it'll still be good because now we've got two p.m., four p.m., and six p.m. games back on a Sunday. No, you know it's what? Awesome. They need, you know what they need to bring back the Sunday roast Channel Nine show. Oh, I used to, do you remember that? Yeah, I used to get up every Sunday morning. I used make to sure I'm that. there watching the right, nine a.m. start. Watch the nine well, nine's <laughs> wide water sport and then the Sunday roast and then straight into the two, four, six p.m. games of yeah. on a Sunday. Oh, it's so fucking good. Good old Stolo. Fuck yeah, that was <laughs> those were the days of of prime time footy. Um, Radio ladder predictions. Has your ladder prediction changed in this list since? Because this isn't my ladder prediction. If you want my ladder prediction, go over to Life in Sport podcast on Instagram or the Facebook page, and you'll see mine. Um, but Dylan has put in his no, top eight. It looks pretty similar to my yeah. one. He's put the Storm, Roosters, Panthers, Rabbitohs from first to fourth. Then fifth to eighth, he's got the Sharks, Cowboys, Broncos scraping in at seventh, and the Raiders. One little change I made there was mm-hmm. I moved Raiders up to seventh, Broncos to eighth. Oh, okay. That's fair enough. And then from ninth through to twelfth, he's got the Eels, the Dolphins higher than I think they will be. Um, sea Eagles and Bulldogs. And then the Tigers, Dragons, Warriors, Titans, and Knights. So you think the Titans aren't going to improve mm. this year? They never do. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of true. They they have spurts of you know. Well, they got a, good games they've got they've got a side to make the f- the eight, but they just don't know what it is. Look, I'll I'll probably be proven wrong there, but but that's the my knights prediction. in in what's your thinking on the knights getting the spoon? Well, my thinking is that all the other teams above them, I can't see them finishing last. So that that's my only thinking. <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> Honestly, that's fair enough. You have got the Warriors in fifteenth. I think maybe twelfth for them, but. Other than that, I agree with that. But your prediction well, for the, the bottom eight is, or the bottom nine, nine now is now is literally the hardest to pick. So yeah, especially but the wooden spoon. Oh, absolutely. Um, but grand final prediction: you've got Roosters, Rabbitohs. Why? Oh, look, but both teams, Rabbitohs especially, are, um, yeah. I just think it's. We haven't had a Roosters v South's grand final. I just think it's going to happen yeah, this year. Yeah, of course we haven't had a Roosters v yeah. grand final in decades. But like, if if either of those teams is going to make it, it'll be the Rabbitohs. I think it wouldn't be the Roosters. Well, I think the Roosters have like made a few key signings this year, and the Souths have made the prelim every year. I just think it's about time. And they lost the grand final to Penrith. Exactly. So I still think out of those two, the Rabbitohs will be there. Um, I don't think Panthers will get the the back to back. So who who are Rabbitohs playing in the grand final? Penrith. Penrith. If Penrith don't make it, if Penrith make it, they lose it. If they don't make it, I think it'll be Rabbitohs Sharks. Yeah. I think. Whether the Sharks. Well, I originally put in there. I changed it that many times. I originally put in there Cowboys Sharks, but then I looked at mm, the Cowboys. They had a good season last year. Well, I looked year. at I the results for them. last year, and just the other day, I found out that they haven't even been a top eight side last year. Is that correct? Yeah. So I just put a line through them straight away. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. You got the Dally M as Nico Hines getting the back to back. Yeah. There's been only three players in the history that have got back to back Dally M's. That's Sturlo, Andrew Johns, and Jonathan Thurston. I think he'll be number four. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. Um, obviously, we said the spoon, you've gone the ninth. Most improved Sharks. How can they be the most improved when they were already the most improved last year, other than the Cowboys? Well, look. They finished second last year. Yeah, well, I think they're going to go deep into the final series this year. Yeah? Whether right. it's prelim, grand final, but they okay. got knocked out in week two, so I think they're just going to go up another gear next year. Yeah, that's fair. Even though I put him at fifth. 
that'll be interesting. Yeah. If they do make the grand final from fifth, that'll be very interesting. Most disappointing will be the Bulldogs. Yeah. I'd, I'd say the Knights would be based the, on your The reason I put Bulldogs there is because we have all this high expectation. And the all hype, these, you know, Reed Mahoney, Villain yeah, Army kick Reed out. Marnie. Reed Marnie. Reed Mahoney. <laughs> um, <laughs> Same thing. Kick out to Vida Pengai Jr. Like, look at all these the big names. Well, Pengai like, Jr. is out for like eight weeks now. So my, my, my thing is they haven't got a... Before respect to um, Kyle Flanagan, they haven't got a, a organizing half. Like no, they don't. Yeah, so that that's why I put them. Okay, so, okay. So with that, with that same logic, the Titans have got Kieran Foran and Sam Verrills, and you're saying the Titans are going to finish at 16th. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. As I said, <laughs> bottom line is not. It my is thing. very hard yeah. to go. Yeah. No, that's but I'm pretty enough. confident on the top eight. That's fair enough. And state of origin prediction. You reckon Queensland 2-1? to one. Yeah, look. I mean, that'd be ideal would be 3-0. <laughs> oh, look, 2-1's good enough for me. Yeah. Because we won. So, I think whoever wins game one in Adelaide will will win the series. Because yeah. you got you got the other games at um, Sydney and Brisbane. So, you could probably say New South Wales will win the Sydney one. Brisbane will win. Uh, Queensland Bron- will win Brisbane. Yeah, Queensland will win the Brisbane one, and then whoever wins that usually how it goes anyway. Yeah. Not the case last year. No, that's true. And then obviously you've got um, player of the series, Ben Hunt. Do you reckon he'll get that? Yeah, yeah. What if he doesn't play? Oh, well, he can't win it, eh? Mm. <laughs> um, if he doesn't play, we won't, I don't think we can win. That's fair, and a lot of people are tipping the Dragons it. for a bad season again, but they always tip them for a bad season. Like yeah. Last year they tipped it, a lot of people tipped him for the spoon. Do you reckon the dragons will go? Shit. Don't think they'll win the spoon, but yeah, where where I've put them is ideally where I think they'll finish, which is 14th. I reckon. Yeah. I mean, it goes without saying. Without Ben Hunt, there's no dragons. So I think exactly if right. Ben Hunt he's gets the injured, foundation of the club. I reckon if Ben Hunt gets injured, he's there's there's no dragons. You no, basically may as no well way. say bye to the uh, finals and hello to the spoon. Yeah. Um, but it's it's kind of weird thinking about it. Because they've had so many dramas going in the off-season with Jason Riles backing Brett Finch. and all, Not yeah. Jason Riles, sorry, um, his dad. Backing Brett Finch and what he's done and all that. Uh, I, I don't even know where to begin with the Dragons, but good thing this isn't a Dragons body podcast. <laughs> well, yeah. Half, half the side has played for the Broncos, hasn't, haven't they? Yeah, Including the coach. And the coach has coached the Broncos. Yeah. Just a quick topic on him. If the Dragons don't do well in the first 10 rounds... He's the first coach fired this year. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, there's 100%. no spots or cake nuts about it. I think he's got, like, probably, you know, sooner than that. Maybe the first five games, they might be pretty mm-hmm. harsh on him. Yeah, that's true, because then they can still possibly salvage the season yeah. if they get an interim at that point. Yeah, that's true. Um, casualty ward, though. So we've got Flegler for a head knock. He'll be fit for round one. Uh, Reese Walsh, he's got a facial injury, and they're saying he'll be fit for round one. But today's mail, um, Selwyn Cobo was training at fullback. And Jesse Arthurs was training on the wing. So we don't know. And also, um, Walsh was training with the reserve grade squad as well today. Yeah. So I don't think we'll see Reese Walsh down in Penrith this weekend. Yeah, I think it's good because he's going to... It'll make him hungry to make get his first grade spot back again. Yeah, but so. if Cobo really impresses, Walsh is going to be a reserve grade rider for a few weeks. Yeah. Do you think Walsh would be all right off the bench? That's what the Warriors did with him. Mm. His impact, maybe? Oh, I'd start him, ideally. So but whether it's at fullback or wing, I don't know. 
Um, but he's, he's got to get fit. Jesse Arthur's really carved up in the trials, didn't he? Yeah, that's true. And he's back from the Warriors as yeah. well. So, two players that went on loan. to well, Arthur's went on loan, but Walsh come back. It'll be interesting to see how they go. Um, yeah, geez, Adam Reynolds was rested. He wasn't injured. He'll be good for round one. Kobe Hetherington, bicep injury is out indefinitely. And you said back end of last year that yeah. he's going to have Time a breakout well, season. I? Very well timed for that. Oh, well, if mean. he comes back early, there's still time. Yeah, that's true, you know, because there's 27 rounds this year. Yeah, that's right. So instead of just a regular 24, 25. A buy each each round too. Yeah, and we've got three buys in the season. So hopefully he'll come back by our first buy. But another interesting um, thing I was looking at is the draw. So we've got the Panthers away, and then we play 10 games, the next 10 games at home, even though we've got away games technically. Literally round two to round 11, (coughs) all at Suncorp. We play against the Dolphins. Away at Suncorp, but it's a Suncorp game. We play against Manly in round ten, against uh, at, at Suncorp, but it's Magic round. So yeah, that's oh sorry, round nine technically is the only other away game because that's in Darwin. Darwin, yeah. But other than right. that, we've got ten games in the first twelve rounds at home, even though we've got two away games. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's a fucking great start it's to the draw. Great, it's great for the uh, fans. Like probably sell out Suncorp. I don't Maybe. know if we'll sell out. Probably, <laughs> probably Broncos and Dolphins. We will. I was going to say round four. Probably like I'd su- I'd suggest getting your tickets for that game like now because it will yeah. probably sell out. If if not, it'll be close to capacity. Yep. Like fuck. Um, but I also hope we thrash them in round four. But then again, the Dolphins have pulled up pulled off a coup by signing Flegler and bit Farmer. better than people think they'll do this year. Oh, I don't see him finishing in the bottom two or three. I see him finishing. Oh, Wayne Bennett's like I don't can't remember the last time a Wayne Bennett side missed the finals. Knights. Yeah, Knights and thir- <laughs> yeah. Knights and thirteen, fourteen, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, but then again, every other club he's had, he's won a grand final with That's or a made good a grand record. final with. So I don't know. But then again, everyone's putting the mock of like, oh, they couldn't get a marquee signing, they couldn't do this, that, the other, but. There's a lot of grand finals experience in those te- in there those is. players. There's there over like I think it was like I did the math a few weeks ago. This is very hazy in my head, but they've got something like 1600 NRL first grade games total yes. experience across their team. So you can't count them out, but you definitely don't won't expect them to be in the finals. Though. Milford got dropped. Yeah, but <laughs> what do you expect? It's Milford. He's been out of form yeah. since he got that million dollar man um, tag, and a lot of players do. Which NRL match? Which, I mean, this is, sorry, a good topic, a segue, you could say. Which NRL match of the NRL era do you wish you were in the stands watching live? Oh, look, there's a few, but, yeah, one that comes to mind is um, NRL match. Which one? Oh, look, I didn't go to the um, 06 grand final, so. Oh, I was 06 there. grand final, I, was I know you so were. I, d- I definitely, I, I was there, so I don't. Yeah, it was it was as amazing as you think it was. I went the year <laughs> after, but I didn't go to that one. I watched it on TV. Ah, oh, okay, fair enough. I can s- why would you go to a Storm Manly if it's not? Oh, it was an end of season footy trip. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. But you know that was a great game to be at. Shane Webke's last game. It was yeah Scott Hill's last game. Luckily, he was on the losing end. Um, but yeah, that was a good game for me. It's not a Broncos game. Oh, actually, I'll do a Broncos game and then non-Broncos game. The game I wish I could have gone to was the 71-6 to thrashing in round 11, <laughs> uh, 2007 against the Knights up at Suncorp. That would have been amazing to watch. It would have got boring 
at some point because they were just oh, scoring. I think it would have got fun. boring watching Broncos score. I mean, true. But also another fun little factoid about that: it was Andrew Woolnow's 100th NRL game and last for the Knights. He then went to the Storm and won the grand final that year. Hey, Clint Newton, did you say? Sorry, I also said I said Adam Woolnow, wrong fucking name. But yeah, Clint Newton, yeah, I head of the RLPA, it was his yeah. 100th NRL game. <laughs> and Kirk Reynoldson, former Storm player uh, and Knights player, massive Broncos fan growing up. Yeah. Um, played in that game for the Knights against the Broncos. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of interesting how life turns out that way. And non-Broncos game would have to be the Battle of Brookvale, round 25, 2011. Because so many people remember seeing Adam Blair and Glenn Stewart having a biff and then having another biff. And then Brett Stewart coming in to help his brother. But no one remembers that David Williams broke his neck about 10 minutes before that. Like, yeah, and... Yeah, it's fucked. And Billy Slater, oh, of all, of all players, it. you'd expect to be a like because he leads with the feet and stuff. He actually held him up to make sure he was immobilized when, when they were getting Billy Slater. Yeah, because his head got caught in between his legs yeah. as he was trying to make the tackle. Yeah, and I, I interviewed David Williams a few oh a few months ago. This was actually two years ago now. Jeez, um, over on Live and Sport podcast, and he was like, he felt the a burning sensation going down the neck as you would call it a stinger. Yeah, and he thought, shit, I'm gonna cop so much shit at training next week if I come back. At, from going off the field for a stinger, but luckily it turned out to be a broken neck. Yeah. Like, who says luckily <laughs> it turned out to be a broken neck? David Williams does. Um, but yeah. And then 10 minutes later, it was on. And then 10 minutes later, Gavin <laughs> Badger and Donnie Singh, who I've also had on, I've got their point of view. I've also had Adam Blair, and all of them just say that. Adam, in particular, says that game tarnished his you know, career for the rest of his life. He was remembered as the Battle of Brookvale. Gavin Badger was like, it was like refing under-19 schoolboys type footy. It's the worst shit you could imagine because you couldn't control it. No. Like, but it still would have been amazing to bear because it's Brookvale level. And I've also interviewed Matt Mallon, and I've asked him categorically, was there hatred or was it, you know, have beers after the game? He goes, no, it was straight-up hate. Like, they did not like each other, Manly or Melbourne at the time. They still don't. No, they still don't. <laughs> So, but it's it's still fun Who to watch. Who likes Manly anyway? I mean, 2008 40-0 will always be a good grand final that's not a Broncos one because fuck the storm. Um, but yeah, what would be your non-Broncos and non-finals uh, game you were sure at? Um, oh, look, probably... There's probably a few. Like, yeah, go, go for it. Um yeah, look, all the there's a few golden point games that yeah you look at like I think you mentioned yesterday the 2012 Roosters South game. Yeah, oh yeah, that was um so round one. I think it was Rabbitohs led by ten with two minutes to go, and then Roosters scored two quick tries, and the last one being Minicillo, and then and the next game a month later, Rabbitohs mm. did the exact same thing to him. Hmm. That was just crazy. So going to them two games would be awesome. Yeah, that would Rabbitohs won especially where they won. Yeah, that's true. What game? Um, that's a Broncos game, obviously. Do you hate re-watching or refuse to watch? Because I'd sooner watch 2015 because it's a, it was a great grand final regardless of the outcome. Great. Like, easily one of the best of the modern NRL era. Obviously, didn't go our way, but a good fucking game. Um, over watching losing 58-0 in the final to the Eels or 59-0 to the Roosters in a regular fucking season game. Yeah, look, any loss... <laughs> Like any big floggings like that, I don't even watch it. Don't even think to watch it. So, yeah. but the the one I struggle to watch is, as you said, twenty fifteen. It's a great game. I actually enjoy watching it. Not the end though, but yeah, like watch to like the last five minutes and then turn it off. Yeah, <laughs> but um, nah. Look, oh eight, two thousand eight, semi versus Melbourne. Yeah, we had that game one, and 
and then Bennett's last last game before he moved on to the Dragons. So yeah, and look, who's to say we could have you know gone on and won it? But Manly would have been tough. But I mean, yeah, that yeah. one sticks out. That's the hardest. Yeah, that's true. It's a must. Yeah, it was. It, was it, it would sting, but I mean, it's very easy to watch a flogging when you're the team doing the flogging, like seventy-one to six. I will always let the Knights know of that. Um, another little fun fact is fuck the Knights. Um, they came in the same year that we did in the comp, and they got like four spoons before we even got one. Yeah, it wasn't in the. They got three in, in a thousands, row, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember. Oh, well, they got three in a row in yeah. the early twenty tens. And then they got one, I think it was like, oh, I think I actually got the spoon in 07. I may be wrong. But, um, yeah, they didn't, or it was early. It was around when Andrew Johns was injured, broken leg. Yeah, something like that. They won like the wooden that. spoon. Yeah, and then they got yeah. three in a row. I remember that because yeah. my miso um, follows the Tigers. And one of the years where they owned the Knights only won one game, and it was against the fucking Tigers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes me so happy because she's a Tigers tragic and I bought her a Broncos membership this year. She, her logic is, oh, I'm not paying for it, so I'm, I don't care. I'm like, okay, righto. She's the one that said, I want to go to more yeah. games at Suncorp because she loves the footy there and she still doesn't want to go for the fucking Broncos. I don't know. Some people, as they say, oh. if they're addicted, they can't be helped. I'd say the same thing about Tigers fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's fucked. Um and obviously, we just spoke about games we wish we could be there live. What State of Origin game do you wish you could have been to or been at live? State of Origin? Yeah. Um, I reckon game one of the of ever, 1980, ga- like the first game of Origin. Oh, that would have been, yeah, Arthur Beaton running out. Like My mum was, was the, there. That was she the said beginning it was great. of Origin. And well, it wasn't the beginning because there was decades well, of I mean, it. Yeah. But, but State of Origin being the actual what it is now, yeah. And... I think it was great, you know, Tommy Radonikus and all that sort of shit. I just, I wish I could have been there or even a fly on the wall sort of thing. Yeah, look, I think um, 2006, there's probably two I could probably pick. Yep. 2006, game three, Lockyer's intercept. Yeah. To win. Win the series. In uh, Melbourne. Yep. Uh, and the other one would be when Wayne Bennett coached a couple of years ago. The, 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 the worst team in 40 the years. The worst team in history. Winning. Yeah, worst origin team in history. And, we and then we won. Yeah. Yeah. Probably beat the best Blues team in history. Oh, I don't know about nah. the best Blues team in history because Ryan Gerdler scored like 46 points in one fucking game. <laughs> so I think that that would be the best Blues team. Jeez, that's actually a good topic. Um, so I'll give it to the listeners, the fans and all that to let us know in the comments and whatnot. What do you think the greatest Origin team has been? Now, that's not me asking compile a list of like 2010 players mixed with 1990s players. No, no. I'm saying which... At the same time. Yeah, like, like the yeah. 19 example, you know, the 2006 Queensland team or the, you know, 2003 Blues team. What team do you think is the best state of origin team? And that's a good question for well, you. What one do you that's think? That's a tough question because that decade you, of you have to go through the, the eight... It's one, of the, it's one of the eight years, like between 06 and 13. I reckon... So for me, it would be that year that we got the fourth one because it hadn't been done before. There hadn't been four, and oh, actually, it had been because Origin nineteen eighty three to nineteen eighty four. But so I reckon when we got the fifth one, because everyone was like, "Oh, they'll go the three Pete It's been done before. We did that. We got the fourth one, and then we defied shit and got the fifth in a row. So maybe that fifth in a row team. Yeah. Um, so that was twenty eleven, wasn't it? Yeah, Lockie's yeah. last season. Yeah. In the NRL, at least. So I think the one where. 2010, we it was a whitewash. Yeah, that was a good series. So yeah, 
And there's not been it's many tough, whitewashers either. It's a tough either. question. How many white? You may know this stat better than I do. How many whitewashers have there been in Origin? Not I counting game one, that, but I know the last game. one was 2010, and so that's that's 13 years 13 ago. years ago. Yeah, Jesus, making me feel old there. Um, is there any other topics you want to talk about before we end the episode? Um, yeah, go no. through the viewers. Uh, yeah, we, we'll we, we made a post. Um, comments here. We got some people that are like, oh, this, that, the other. Um, which, as I said to everyone who's listening and or watching when this goes up, it is currently Monday, so obviously we don't have the official team list yet. That's on Tuesday. But we've been led to believe with good sources that Selwyn Cobo will start fullback, um, Jesse, Jesse Arthurs will start at wing, and fucking what's his name? Billy Walters, um, or as I like to call him, Nepotism Walters, will be the starting number nine. What are the questions that we've got? All right, so we've oh, got also, big, big happy birthday real quick to Chris Walker, former Broncos player, Queensland legend, Walker's on. It is his 43rd birthday today. Yeah, wow. So, big happy birthday to Chris Walker. Go ahead. So, uh, first question is Richard... Vavik. Just say Richard. Richard, yeah. yeah. Um, do we have a chance to win the premiership? I mean, I'm being realistic. Optimistic, uh, yeah, we've got a chance every year we're going to win it. Realistically, we've got two hopes. Bob Hope and no hope. I reckon we'll make the eight, but we won't make the grand final this year at least. Yeah, never say never. Oh, you never know. Oh, okay, so at least we've got an optimist and a pessimist as the hosts, which is good to see. Because have a balance. Yeah, the yin and the yang. Like, so Western Blanche Like, arcs. Look what happened in 2020 when people thought we were a chance. We'd gone 2-0 and oh, and then we went wooden spoon. Yeah. And people try and blame that 10-week break. I don't fucking blame that. We should have kept in form and all that. And nah. It was... Yeah. So... Western Blanche. So there's just... So, sorry to interrupt. So there's just as much chance, and I hope I'm fucking wrong, like all that jazz cross-up and all that, because we could just as easily win the premiership as get the spoon. Because it's a whole new season. Yeah. So... 100%. I hope I'm wrong, and I know we won't get the spoon, but are we a chance? By that logic, Sure. But we're also just as much likely a chance at the spoon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that would be so painful. Anyway, yeah, what's the next question? So Wes and Blanche asks, um, who do you think who do you think should start in the number nine? Well, I mean, we've as I just mentioned, we've got some good news. Well not good news, but like um some reliable sources that say it'll be Billy Walters. And we were talking about this earlier. I reckon Billy Walters will start. And Corey Pakes will be the impact utility off the bench, like Sean Berrigan was. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I actually, <laughs> I actually like that one. I think that'd yeah. be great because Pakes has that explosiveness, and if Billy gets a bit slower, a bit tired, bring him off and bring on Pakes. It'll be really good to see. H- yeah. How far off do you think Pakes is from a starting nine? As soon as he's got the match fitness to go eighty minutes. Yeah. So I reckon maybe halfway through the season, if he if he keeps up, I don't know. Do you think, yeah, and Billy Walters, do you think he's going to have a good year? I don't know. He'll probably be Dad's favourite, so he may get a... He's already, he re-signed for two more years in the off-season, didn't he? Uh, he did, yeah. So, if he doesn't improve this year, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know how what to think of that. Um, I would have I loved to hold on to, held it, held on to Jake Turpin. I wouldn't. He's a good he's a good dummy half, but not the one that we need. Yeah, I just know what he's capable of. I just thought maybe he's going to be yeah, he's going to be second season. or third fiddle to um, Brandon Smith. Yeah, exactly. And now the because Brandon Smith is a Kiwi, 
they've got a full-time number nine and don't have to worry about origin. Yeah, so if he goes down, then maybe the only way to, the only way Tobin gets a run is if yeah Brandon Smith gets injured. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Money talks. Money talks, but that's apparently um, Stephen Crichton wasn't after money at the Bulldogs. And we got one here. Mm. It's a f- Jamie, it's, it a, it's a photo jersey? when you order f- your Broncos jersey from Wish, and, and it's, it's a, a photo of the jersey. Dolphins jersey. Yeah, that kind of left I don't know left a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know. It's kind of funny though. Because, like, technically the Dolphins are older than the Broncos. Because Redcliffe Dolphins, if we're going based off that, were established in 1947, the same year the Eels and Manly yeah. were. So, are they the younger brother? They are in the NRL, but not in as a establishment. Yeah, I know. But that jersey, that post, it, it was funny, but it was... I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Rightio, so this is obvious. Oh, let's go with the scoreline prediction and a tip for the Broncos-Panthers game. Um, who do you think is going to win and oh, margin? Look, you have to tip with your head when it comes to this. Well, if you're doing tipping, do. that is, yeah. Yeah, so uh, look, I think it's Penrith is, is always going to be tough no matter where you play them. In Penrith, coming off back-to-back. Yeah. We, but we also, played, we, we, losing the World Club we Challenge them was to so good to watch. We, we put them to the sword last year, like, we played well. Yeah, for about 60, Scoreline 70 didn't minutes. really justify how good we played, but yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a close one and yeah, I hate to say it, but I think Penrith will just get over the line. I reckon Penrith by 13 plus. Um, I wish I was wrong about that, but and if I'm wrong, I'll chug a whole pint of beer in the next episode. Um, but, I don't <laughs> think I, but I don't think I'll be wrong. It was great to see the Panthers get bloody checked and lose by to St. Helens in the World Club Challenge. It was amazing to see. Like yeah. it was, it, it was awesome. As first I say, as I say, like hard the eighth wonder. That was definitely the eighth wonder for me because I fucking hate first um, English team since '92. I think that's won a World Club Challenge in Australia. Well, it's the first World Club Challenge that's been in Australia for like over a decade. Yeah. So, I remember yeah. Melbourne played Leeds um, at Melbourne about five years ago or something. Oh yeah, that was fun to watch. But yeah, because I'm a Leeds fan. Unfortunately, yeah, well, they, they lost. Didn't win. <laughs> oh, oh no! It was still fun to watch because there was a massive punch on in the game. That's yeah. Brett Delaney and all that got into a big punch on with Manly, with uh, Melbourne. Who doesn't love seeing Melbourne get knocked out? Um, but also, it was great to see Ignatius Parsi and Conrad Hurrell back in Australia yeah. against Penrith and and Conrad Hurrell's doing you know doing what he did, scoring a try. He was at Leeds for a few years as well, but now he's at St Helens. Curtis Sirinan and Jack Wellsby uh, garnering interest in the NRL. How old's their hooker, St. Helens hooker? Um, he's older than Cameron Smith. Yeah, so they... He, he's also played a season longer than Cameron Smith. Our last premiership. He's, he's won more grand finals than Cameron Smith. Yeah. He's... The only thing that he hasn't done is state of origin, but he's British, so what do you expect? But he's played in 11 grand finals, won six of them. He actually played in the World Club Challenge against the Broncos in 07. That's a, you think yeah. how long ago that was, and yeah. he's still playing. James Roby's an absolute weapon. Yeah. So Bibby's had... And also, um, Jack Wellsby has got a lot of... Tongue's wagon in the NRL, wanting his signature for 2025 is when he's thinking about possibly coming over to the NRL. I think bring him now, or maybe not this season, but at least next season, because he's not getting any younger, and you don't want to wait on them. The The biggest um, example of waiting too long is Ryan Hall. When he came over to the Roosters, he'd done his ACL, and he was not a good winger. They signed him as a winger, but he should have been a second rower, in my opinion. And because he'd just come off the treble, he'd won the grand final 
the League Leader's Shield and the Challenge Cup for Leeds. And he signs with the Roosters as a winger and he almost didn't even play as a winger. Yeah. So And he just done his ACL. He didn't have the speed. So don't wait. Sign him um, for any team. Uh, you know what? He'd be a great winger replacement for Herbie Farnworth at the Broncos. And he'd be cheap as shit because he's, you know, Super League. Well, yeah. Herbie plays centre. But, yeah. yeah but Jack Wellsby can play centre can play yeah. and winger. Yeah. So you've got a bit versatile there. Yeah. Fuck. It'll be good to see if Jack Wellsby gets over in the in to the NRL. Do you reckon Curtis Sirenen will get another NRL contract? Um oh I, I I wouldn't have a clue to be honest. A lot of people I don't really follow the English Super League. A lot of people don't follow the English Super League yeah. and because I'm not I, saying you do this, but a lot of people don't take it in the same vein as the NRL. They see it as like reserve grade level. Oh but, I don't. But and a lot of people like Gus Gould in particular um, were easily quick to write off St. Helens. And they're like, Of course and, he would. Oh, like, he was literally like, Oh, you could ba- you'll be able to call it. Panthers should be able to call it by half time <coughs> for that game. People fail to realize that St. Helens are like, sure, Panthers are back to back. St. Helens have won the last four grand finals in a row. Yeah. Like, they, they won it back when the Roosters were still winning grand finals. So, do you think St. Helens are a better team than the. Penrith Panthers. That, that was literally proven. <laughs> well, I mean, it, they were in Australia, yeah. not in their. They were not even in their own climate or their own, and yeah. they still beat Penrith. Yeah. So they are clearly a better team than Penrith. Yeah. Whether they're a better team they than than other teams like the Roosters, they're not because they lost to the Roosters in the World Cup Challenge in England. But yeah, I'm, this took a real weird turn because it's not Broncos topic right now. But <laughs> it's good chat. But yeah, James Roby though, what a weapon. He's still playing. Yeah. Like, like fuck. You go back to he's, 07. He's in his 21st season now. Yeah, 07 was his first year, right? Maybe before I think that. 06 or 07, yeah, one of the two. Yeah, that's a long time ago. It's... No, how is it... No, he's in his 21st season. It can't be 06. Well, he definitely played in 07. I know that. Yeah, no, I know that. And because there was a whole image. I'll find the image online. I'll post it into the episode. Um, comparing his and Cameron Smith's stats. It's fucked. Like, he has every stat over Cameron Smith, except if you could say the success rate of grand finals, because Cameron Smith only played in, like, five grand finals and won, like, four of them. Yeah. Sort of thing, whereas Roby play, has played in 11 and won six, so, like, the success ratio isn't there, but he's played in more, so I'd say that's more successful because he's made more grand finals. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> oh, it speaks. The stats speak for himself, don't they? Mm. So, and better news, obviously not Broncos related, but um, Angus Crichton. Has, <laughs> obviously, um, we've got a bit of insider knowledge that we can't share, but the news reports are saying that he's gone for the rest of the, for the whole season due to recent bipolar diagnosis. Um, wouldn't wish that on anyone. No, regardless. It's pretty, it's pretty sad. Like, he's such a top bloke, and he's a great player. You know, so, like, I was just thinking about it, like, because you wouldn't wish ACLs on anyone sort of thing, but is there a player that you would wish it on? And, like, if I'm being honest, Jerome Lawai. I wouldn't wish bipolar on anyone. Oh, Absolutely. No, no no mental health struggles at all. It's hard but to an wish ACL, on anyone, to be honest. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, currently it would probably be Jerome Lawai, because what a... F- as yeah. as Cobo said, what a fucking grab. Yeah, I agree with Cobo. <laughs> I think everyone agrees with him. That. I remember <laughs> in 2020... Yeah, there was clear fo- this w- clear footage 
um, Warriors were playing Penrith at Central Coast Stadium. Jerome Lawai was here, and I can't remember who he stepped on, um, but there was a player over here, and Lawai was running here, and then he changed. You can visibly see him change his gait and go and step on the player's head, yeah, so and his head that. gets cut and bleed. I remember right. that. And just doesn't get pulled up by it. And I'm like, that's what I knew for a fact. He's a fucking grub. Yeah. And obviously the off-season at Brian Toto's uh, wedding and shit. You know, there are some players that are, you know, you can get away with like Jared Woolery or Hargraves. Massive bloody machine of a player. Gets the white line fever, you could say. You know, crosses that white line and then goes crazy. Comes off the field. Yeah, he's all right. He, he's good off the field to fans. He's good off the field to family. But on the field, he's a fucking menace. Or as Jerome yeah. Luai is a menace on and off the field. And just, I well, hope he gets absolutely checked. You, you say the same about Michael Ennis. Uh, he, nah. Yeah, on the field, he was an a, absolute a lot, menace. A lot of refs yeah. have said that Michael Ennis was the smartest player they've ever refereed. Yeah, well. And I've interviewed quite a few of them who have refereed him. Gavin Badger said it. Henry Perinara said it. Um... I'm, I'm very yeah. surprised that he's only won one premiership. Like, oh, he was he's there. He's been in many grand finals. He's been in a yeah, few. But he's also a former Bronco. He is. Yeah. And he was that in was that game, that 2008 game that I said. Yeah. B Storm. Yeah, geez. Anyway, that's enough for this episode. We've probably waffled on a bit too much. <laughs> or not enough, depending on how people want to listen to the episode. Thank you very much to everyone. And I think it actually stopped recording anyway, but we've got our audio. So um, if you guys w- just want to listen to the audio, go for it on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review. Shout out to the Sands too. Yeah, shout out to Cooley Sands for ho- letting us record this uh, this season here. Beers and all that jazz. And yeah, I think it stopped recording like five minutes ago. But that's all right, as in the video. But we've got audio, which is fine. Um yeah, fuck. Is oh, is there any other sponsors? I s- there is, but I can't remember them. So uh, what I'll do is I'll go and record it later on. Stubby Club. Yeah, Stubby Club uh, for ten percent off. Use the code Bronx Nation. And the shirts. Oh uh, yeah, shirts. So who you for is who made our shirts. Um, go over to them. I think it's Bronx or Bronx Nation, one of the two, for ten percent off at checkout when you buy. I think it's twenty dollars or more. Um, yes, a big shout out to them. Uh, Talent Locker. No. Yes. No, Byron Bay CBD. Um, They're a new sponsor. So they'll have product coming out. They've got CBD oil, CBD gummies, and a bit of everything. Great pain management. Um, I know a lot of NRL players who use CBD oil for muscle pain management after post-game and all that sort of stuff. It's really good. Um, Doesn't get you high. That's the THC sort of shit. (laughs) So yeah, go through Byron. Shout out to um, Paul Smith, who's a Mad Broncos supporter, and is here watching us. Yes, thank you, thank you, Paul Smith. Um, we'll stop recording now, and we'll have a have a drink with Paul Smith. Have a good one, guys, and thank you for listening. Hopefully, this time next week, I'm not chugging a beer and um, being wrong about Penrith. But I also hope, I really, hope as so. a, as a heart, I like with my heart, I hope I'm wrong. But with my head, I hope I'm not. Let's go, you Broncos. Know, that's it, Bronx Nation.